The Irish Sporting and Social Club was formed in Vancouver in 1974 with the aim of bringing local Irish community together socially and to promote the games of Gaelic football, hurling and camogie. And today the GA Club, it's a blend of Irish immigrants, second generation Irish descendants and Canadians and other nationalities. And the club runs a number of successful teams, including the Vancouver Harps, Vancouver Celts, men's and ladies' Gaelic football teams, and the J.P. Ryan's hurling and camogie teams. So the ISSC continues to promote and support Irish culture and sporting events in Greater Vancouver. And they're always welcoming new members. And in 2014, the ISSC celebrated its 40th anniversary, and plans were set for continued growth in the future. And Grania McDermott is the PRO at ISSC. Grania, thanks a million for coming along for a chat. Oh, thanks very much for having me. And uh, so the ISSC, it's been around, it was the um, original club for Vancouver area for Gaelic football. Um, you're, you're, when you came, uh, how long are you in Vancouver, a bit about just when did you arrive in, out there? Um, I came over in 2015, right. um, in July 2015, but I've actually only been uh, playing with the club and a member of the club just since last year. Right. Um, so I was, you know, kind of coming from Cavan. There's, uh, Cavan Town is not much uh, ladies football or hurling or camogie or anything there. Um, so I was kind of more into the rugby, um, so playing with Cavan ladies at home. And then when I came over here, then I, I joined rugby. Um, and then we, the ISSC, do a skills academy. Um, they, I've done it for the last few years, and then last February, then um, I joined it as a six-week skills course. So I was like, oh, sure, look, and I used to play it in primary school, sure, I give it a go, so I get the camogie a go, and I was just like, oh, sure, you know, this is grand. Um, so, yes, then uh, they did kind of the few um, training sessions and uh, a few, like, exhibition games, and gave down in Seattle then last year. And then come the AGM, they wanted to get some get some new bodies on board. So I uh, I signed up to the PRO. So uh, yeah, it's been an interesting one, not so sure this year. Everything so, that could have went wrong went wrong. <laughs> yeah, but the thing was, it wasn't just it only it wasn't that it went wrong in your club only. It went wrong oh, everywhere. I know that's that's the thing. That's the only kind of the the saving kind of factor within it. But sure, we all all fall together. It is kind of like. Um, you know, kind of it is good. Like there was a lot of, you know, there wasn't just us. There was a lot of support out there. And luckily, we are, you know, kind of one of the well-established, um, you know, kind of clubs. So we, um, you know, kind of we had a, a core kind of strong, um, members and stuff like that. And we all, you know, kind of did our bit, bit to work together. So, Grania, most of the other clubs out there are either playing football or hurling. You mentioned camogie. Where are your opportunities for Camogie? Uh, this year was actually going to be our focus, uh, kind of one of the focuses that we wanted to put to develop uh, the Camogie. So we just have the one club, or sorry, the one team, um, and then it's normally just uh, playing against each other. So it was about 2011 when the, the Camogie was started. Uh, within the club and uh, we are hoping with the Skills Academy this year to drive kind of more, try to get more players, especially we're excited to like the cross teams and hockey teams and that, try to get, uh, you know, kind of more people interested in Camogie. We had a great kind of turnout of the Skills Academy for Camogie. 
Um, so it's normally Seattle were, would have been our local team. Uh, but uh, luckily now in uh, Vancouver Island now, um, the you know, kind of we hope to get some Kogi kind of matches against them um, right. once kind of things like pick up with the Van Isles. Um, so, yeah, hopefully kind of like the development kind of will be there just as there's the more uh, interest and, you know, kind of we're trying to get more Canadians uh, or, the, you know, kind of other nationalities, not just Irish on board. Um, so, you know, kind of it will be something that will hopefully develop in the future. Right. Uh, yeah, we talked to Van Isle Rovers last week and uh, heard about their growth and their establishment. And uh, one of the things that has been very noticeable is the huge upsurge in clubs in and around Vancouver over the last number of years. But the ISSC is the and the one that started it all off. Yeah, so uh, we actually just celebrated our 45th uh, anniversary there last year. Uh, so 1974 is when we established, um, and it was just kind of uh, just a few people got together, had a bit of a kick about and a fuck about. Uh, so they just had the two men's team, or so the, the, the men's football and the hurlers, and then uh, the women's uh, ladies' Gaelic uh, team was uh, set up in about 97 mm-hmm. um, and then the Kogi then in, in uh, 2011 so it has been great that like kind of most uh, people kind of like say started with us and then like branched out into the other clubs and yet there has been the the you know kind of surge in the development of, of clubs over here so it's it's brilliant like it's you know as, as I said about the Kogi like you're just playing against yourself so yeah. it is great especially there uh with um, you know, kind of even the hurlers, they've got a, a few different teams to to play against. And it's, it's getting like more like game time as well, and being able to and it's keeping the interest alive as well. So if you're just playing among yourselves, like it, you know, it's it's better to have like a proper game and a real game, and you know, kind of a little bit of competition then as well among the clubs. So it is really interesting out here in the surge and you know, kind of the pride in representing, you know, the national sport so far away from home is brilliant as well. Right. Um, so were, did you get any of the original founding members out at your 45 celebration? Um, we had a few. Um, I'll have to look back to the photos to, to see kind of who, who all was there. But, um, yeah, it was brilliant that we were able to... Um, you know, kind of, the, the, we, it wasn't this year that we were celebrating, yeah. so we wouldn't have been able to have anything. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the, the, you know, kind of, we did have a, a mixture of existing members and then, um, you know, kind of the long and, um, you know, kind of like honorary members within the club as well. Yeah, because I know Ottawa would have been 1975, I think. Uh, so that was the time, like now, when are in the last few years when you had a lot of Irish arriving into Canada and setting up the, the ISSC and the Ottawa Gales and clubs across the country. So as things have started to improve, um, you're getting back into some training session and skill sessions now? Uh, yes, yeah, so we were hoping, so everything kind of fizzles kind of out there at the beginning. So we were doing the Skills Academy um, and then a bit of like kind of fitness during the kind of like February, March. Uh, and then as the precautions kind of eased up and lifted, we were just kind of had small uh, fitness pods just in groups of six, the same six just kind of doing their, their fitness plan that our coaches devised for us. 
and uh, keep us in shape just in case the call kind of came to, yeah. to get back onto the pitch. Um, and luckily, kind of with the um, the phase three implementation, now we are uh, drafting up uh, Vancouver JA Games Day now, uh, which is set to take place on um, September nineteenth. Right. Um, so there'll be a few clubs um, involved in it: some uh, Gaelic football, some hurling, and then the Camogie are going to put in. Uh, they're just going to put in a little exhibition game among ourselves. So kind of like making sure that, the you know, there's a lot of kind of more guidelines than that to follow through. It'll be very different how we're normally uh, played. But it'll be nice just to kind of get, you know, kind of a bit of a run around, uh, at least kind of one run around now for this year. So, um, so yeah, that'll be nice. So we'll be able to kind of give you some more information on that when we have that. It'll be nice as well, of course, to get to see people probably that you haven't really been able to, that you might have been able to talk to online, but you may not have been able to see face-to-face for the last number of months. Oh, yeah, that's it. Well, the, the club, we have been very good at, you know, kind of keeping in, in contact, keeping uh, keeping our members engaged with doing, like, different, uh, like, uh, Zoom, like, fitness and yoga and, you know, kind of checking in with everybody. and Yeah. You know, like especially the ones like there's a whole influx of people that have left. So it'll it'll be nice, yeah, to see kind of the ones that you know kind of are still here and that uh, you know from a social distance not be able to hug or high five or anything. But yeah. uh, it will still be nice to you know it'll probably be like we've never you know been away from each other. So um, kind of one good thing you know kind of about the club as well. The certain members of the um, different community groups in uh, Vancouver and BC have been uh, meeting on a weekly basis or a couple of uh, sessions throughout the week. Uh, and we do a newsletter, uh, which is on the Irish in BC uh, website or on Facebook at the uh, Irish in Vancouver and BC. Uh, so if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter yet, it gives you information about kind of things that's going on. Within the community group, uh, spotlighting different organisations and businesses uh, within the province. Uh, and one thing that we are um, doing at the moment is because as masks are becoming more mandatory, we've actually um, set up a Irish and BC uh, face mask. Um, and they are on order now. You have until September 13th uh, to say. So it is like this. Again, so as soon as you hear this, then to, to get your order in. Um, and it's uh, $15 per mask, uh, which if you want it shipped, it's an extra $2 if you're ordering up to five or $4 if you're ordering between six to ten masks. Um, and all proceeds are going to the Irish Benevolent Society, uh, which all, which helps, you know, kind of I, I, Irish people or Irish families um, within BC that, you know, kind of need an extra extra help. Um, so that's irishinbc.ca is the website, Irish in Vancouver and BC Facebook. And then if you have any questions, you can email the irishinbc at gmail.com. And I have seen that mask and it's actually very, very attractive. Yes, I'm looking forward to getting mine and, and wearing the colours of pride. Good for you. So if people want to find you, where can they find you? Uh, yes, yeah, so the main uh, contact would be to the, our Facebook, the ICC Vancouver. Uh, we do also have, uh, we are also on Twitter and uh, Instagram as well, and we do have a website, 
uh, which will uh, need some kind of tweaking and adjusting there just to, you know, kind of get everything up to date with this year. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the Facebook would be the main uh, main point of contact. Uh, and email as well, the ISC Vancouver at gmail.com. Uh, gmail.com if people do want to reach out. Grania, thanks a million for taking the time. Oh, thanks very much for having me, Austin. At the beginning of 2011, it was decided to rename the team from the Harps to the Joseph P. Ryans in memory of Joseph Ryan, a founding member of the GA who later emigrated to Canada and who was buried in Cranbrook, British Columbia. In 2011, as playing members swelled and the overall level of hurling grew in Vancouver, it was decided that the team would make the big leap to senior hurling at the 2011 uh, NACB Championships this time held in San Francisco. The team travelled with more than 30 hurlers to San Francisco, with sides competing in both Junior A and Senior Championships, and it was truly remarkable feat considering the club had been but an idea mere three years previous. The Junior team came up against a very formidable Nafina team from San Francisco and were beaten comfortably. The Senior team was drawn against the Boston Champions Galway. Going in as heavy underdogs, the team balancantly and showed a very high level of skill and collective determination during the game. In the end, they were undone by a good Galway side by four points. However, the J.P. Ryans left San Francisco with their heads held, heads held high, with no small amount of respect and recognition gained from the bigger hurling clubs in North America. And in 2012, the team was ad- has adopted the mantra of being a better team than we were the year before and hopes to make strides into becoming better at all levels, continuing the tradition and of team development and progressing year on year. And Philip Murphy, who is the president of J.P. Ryan's, is going to give a little background about the break or the establishment of the club from ISSC and how the club has been doing and what it's up to now. Philip, thanks a million for coming along for a chat. No problem at all, Austin. Um, the ISSC, it's the, the kind of grandfather club of the city there. It's the longest established. It's the, the one with the history. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, when I moved over eight, eight and a half years ago now, it was mainly uh, the ISSC. Um, everything was under that one umbrella. Um, you know, there was a soccer team attached to it. At one stage, I think it was a rugby team attached to it. Um, and then uh, all the hurling was under the ISSC then, you know. Um, I suppose back eight and a half years ago, there wasn't that many Irish people uh, in Vancouver. Philip, since the 2010 or thereabouts, since the crash in Ireland, there's been a great influx. So the ISSC would have been, as I said, the grandfather club, but it got to a point, I guess, it was bursting at the seams. Yeah, I think uh, around 2015, 2016, there was a large... Uh, influx of Irish. Uh, the, the visas per year increased and you know, the US wasn't the destination for, as we call them, J1ers. It cost too much money basically to go down to the US for the summer. So uh, ultimately what started happening was using the, the two-year visa, the two-year work holiday visa for Canada as sort of their long summer. That, that basically, there was a need for more uh, clubs in Vancouver then at that stage. So I think uh, I think Fraser Valley Gales would have been the first one in terms of football to head off on their own um, to make a, a second club then in Vancouver. 
and then sort of the competition within Vancouver then sort of ramped up, which was great. And of course, that would have been very healthy because that provided, as you say, it provided competition and uh, any game that's to be vibrant and lively needs competition. Of course, of course. Uh, I mean, there was, a, I suppose, a healthy rivalry uh, at some stages, probably an unhealthy rivalry, you know, because there would have been, you know, ex, ex-members of the IFSC had gone off then to play with Fraser Valley Gales. So, you know, there was a big, big rivalry there for a, for a couple of years, you know, until the, you know, uh, Aero came in then and sort of settled down again. Um, we brought more healthy competition. And while on that aspect of things, that was the game. But I know in the last six to nine months, uh, the situation with COVID has brought all the clubs together. And I guess it would be fair to say the... United Irish came together and worked together off the field in every respect. Yeah, I mean, as as much as we could in terms of COVID. I mean, the, the restrictions over here in Vancouver were very strict, probably not as strict as it was back in Ireland, but uh, in terms of uh, restaurants and pubs and, um, you know, parks and everything like that, any, any gyms, any facilities for training and everything was closed. So... We did our best and our members did our best to stay in, in smaller groups, you know, of, of up the sticks and sort of meet for, for a jog and stuff like that. But, yeah, it was, I suppose at one stage we couldn't really be doing much. Um, you know, we were all in the same boat, and I suppose all the clubs, you know, we're having uh, Vancouver GA meetings about, you know, what can we do when this all uh, sort of settles down a little bit, you know. Yeah. I noticed that the Irish in Vancouver have just introduced a, a COVID mask uh, as a tremendous initiative and there for the Irish Benevolent Society of BC, uh, an indication, I guess, of the commu- how strong community support there is out there for the Irish. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of um, little groups that, that are popping up. Um, it's great that everyone is involved. And I say a massive uh, part of that was, um, you know, the, the Vancouver Consulate, um, you know, I think it was a couple of years ago now, uh, setting up in Vancouver. And uh, that was a big part of it. And, and since those guys have come in, uh, Frank uh, Flood and that, since those uh, guys have come in, it's been, you've seen a lot more groups, Irish groups around Vancouver getting closer together, having, um, you know, breakfasts and luncheons and stuff like that and having guest speakers. And, you know, so that was, that's definitely, uh, that's de- definitely been a positive. And that's a good recruiting ground, of course, as well, because it, it means that there's a central focus or a central place where people can find out what's going on as it's good recruiting ground <coughs> for GA. So relative to COVID then, uh, things are starting slowly to open back up. How are things coming along? From our point of view with JP Ryan's, we separate from the ISSC back in 2016. Uh, 2017 there. So for the last sort of three years, we've been uh, our own independent um, GA club. Okay. Um, you know, and, and a big part of that then, Austin, was, you know, influx in numbers. Um, there was a massive uh, influx in numbers there, you know, around 2015, 2016. The North American Championships that year was held in uh, Seattle. So it basically saw a huge amount of people wanting to travel. Uh, therefore, then that year we decided to uh, take a little step back from the ISSC, uh, set up our own independent GA club, and uh, run uh, run two hurling teams um, independently. Then uh, a junior and a senior team then going down to the North American Championships there in Seattle. So that was sort of our first uh, our first big step. Um, under, I suppose, out of the umbrella of uh, the ISSC. 
Right. So, what kind of numbers do you have now? It would power. How would you? How many teams would you be able to field? So, uh, so ourselves um, over the last few years, uh, we've been attending the the Western Canadian Championships, and the the big one then is the North American Championships. So, um, consistently for the last few years, we've been putting in uh, junior and uh, junior, intermediate, or senior team into the competition. So. For instance, back in 2018 in Philadelphia, we had an intermediate uh, hurling side and a senior hurling side. Both made it to the North American finals. And the intermediate team, um, they won the, the championship that weekend and the senior team got beaten then in the, in the finals. So, you know, numbers wise, we're probably having 20 guys per panel. Um, and then the, the lads who, you know, couldn't travel that weekend are probably at another 15 to 20 lads. So, between anywhere between 50 and 60 uh, members within the hurling club uh, for 2018, 2019, and again then this year, um, if uh, you know if we were able to to have the the, the training. Uh, so Philip, you've had some successes recently. Oh yeah, absolutely, Austin. Um, I suppose over the last few years we've been lucky enough with the numbers that we've been getting. Um, I suppose it started in 20, 2014, we, uh, we won the Junior Ireland Championship down in Boston. In 2018, we uh, travelled down to Philadelphia with an intermediate side and a senior side, and we were lucky enough to make both finals. Uh, the intermediates um, won on the day, and the seniors unfortunately lost to um, Boston um, on that Sunday afternoon. But uh, lucky enough, then last year we were down in Leesburg, Virginia, with a very strong senior side, um, you know, and we beat uh, Boston on the Saturday after extra time by a point, and then uh, on the Sunday then um, we beat uh, San Francisco in the final. So, yeah, lucky enough then last year, North American Senior Hurling Champions, which is absolutely fantastic uh, for a club of our size in, in Canada, you know. Indeed. So, Philip, if anyone wants to find you, where can they find you? So they can find us on uh, our new website that's actually getting launched this week, um, JP Ryan's uh, Vancouver. Um, you can find us on Facebook, JP Ryan's uh, Hurling Vancouver. Um, so yeah, they can find us anywhere like that. We're on Instagram, everything, uh, okay. like that, which is. Uh, and have you you've started out? So if somebody is reaching out, they're looking out to try and just get out in the evenings at the moment. Uh, what nights are you getting out there to stretch a leg and? Absolutely. I mean, uh, at the minute, for the last um, for the last nine, ten weeks, we've been. Uh, We've been out training at UBC. Um, you know, there's, there's strict guidelines in place, but you know, we try and uh, adhere to them, which is which is what we have to do nowadays. But uh, yeah, we've been having good numbers. We've been having 30, 40 lads out at training um, on the on the good nights. Um, so yeah, on a Wednesday night out in UBC is uh, is what we're doing. Fantastic. Well, Phil, thanks a million for taking the time. It's been great having a chat, and uh, hopefully you're back on the field and fighting farm sooner rather than later. Appreciate it, Austin. Thanks a lot. Founded in 2014, Fraser Valley Gales are a Vancouver-based GAA club, and we heard from some Vancouver clubs last week, and uh, the club is comprised of men and women's Gaelic football. And uh, Fraser Valley Gales are more than a football club, though. It's in the heart of the Irish and international community in Vancouver. And they have many events off the pitch. It wouldn't be a GA club if it didn't. As well as on the pitch. And they try to confine what they do on the pitch to 
football, uh, we hope. And Sean Murphy is here to t- tell me about it. Sean, thanks a million for coming on and uh, giving us an update and telling us a bit about the Fraser Valley Gales. 2014, so you're around a little bit longer than some of the clubs I talked to last week. Um, yeah. We are, we are, yeah, Austin. Um, so we were, our club was founded in 2014. Um, and we were the second GA club to be founded in Vancouver. Um, the first had probably been around, I used to see, they'd probably been around for about 40 years at the time. So I guess it was a big deal that there was a second club around at the time. Um, and how it came about was there was, uh, there was five good friends, uh, uh, I suppose kind of guys in their toilet years of, of playing GA themselves. Um, so towards the end of their playing career and they've been around a few years and they had moved out I suppose uh, out from the, the city centre where a lot of the Irish community would be and I suppose they're out there in the Fraser Valley and they, they decided look maybe there's, there's a lot of Irish people coming here now maybe it is time for a second club so they got up and running and I suppose they had um, some fairly humble beginnings at the start there was you know, a kind of a bit of a crack and I think the first time they ever played a competitive game they had to borrow a set of jerseys. How they came to get them, I don't know, but they were um, the Ukrainian national team's jerseys or, or replicas that they borrowed off the Ukrainian Cultural Center or something, I believe. So, you know, it was fairly humble beginnings there in 2014. But uh, they take off like uh, like the hammers of Helena, I suppose, in recruiting, recruiting lads because they were at the start of a really big wave of Irish lads coming to Vancouver. Um, so they, they gathered a... a good bunch of lads very quickly um, and by the following year in 2015 they competed in the Western Canadian Championships for the first time uh, in Edmonton and by 2016 they, they challenged and actually won the Western Canadian Championships over in Regina um, so they, they went kind of from zero to hero very fast there which was a great great success for the club um, and in fairness to the, to, the, to the five men who set it up there was Owen, Peter, Ian, Vinny, and Dennis, they, they really cr- were successful in creating, um, they almost kind of at the start created the club atmosphere and, and the events and the crack and the get-togethers and the community off the pitch first. Um, and then that fed into you know, a team of lads on the pitch who, who, who were very, very close um, and it fed into a really good community there, a really strong community within the club very fast and that's that, that's kind of the legacy that they've left behind now you know which is great I noticed the logo has both hurlers and football on it are you doing any hurling at all or is it all football no we're not I suppose there would have been ambitions at the start to to go into hurling as time went on uh, get the football up and running first um, but I suppose in 2017 the ladies team was introduced uh, right. so in terms of expanding the club this, the first step was, was introducing a ladies team um, and well, I suppose what happens there was ambitions to, to go into hurling um, we would have I suppose a lot of close ties with the Ku Collins Hurling Club a lot of the lads that play with them and uh, the, I guess there are senior guys that that's founded the club the majority of those guys will be for, uh, uh, Fraser Valley Gales players so I suppose now we have a not an official but a bit of an affiliation with Ku Collins so at this point I don't think we would be setting up another club to compete with them you know Right, um, right. We'd kind of try to be buddies with them rather than compete with them. So, Sean, what kind of a membership then would you be able to boast at this stage between the, the men's and the women's? We would have about around 80 to 100 um, oh. active members, and right. then you know, about 95% of those would be players. Um, right. A couple of guys who were involved in the background and, and involved in coaching as well. 
Uh, but yeah, no, we have we have very strong numbers, and like every like every club, it's growing every year, which is great, you know. And the majority would be Irish-born, or have you are you attracting second, third the, generation? The majority would be Irish-born. Um, with the men's, we you know you'd, you'd have the odd couple of guys. Um, whether they be Canadian or from other places who do want to come out and, and have a go. Um, the ladies would have a good number of um, of locally born uh, uh, members, you know, the friends of theirs and, and friends of the Irish community there that, that, that have wanted to get involved. So the ladies have actually been very successful in, in growing the game in that respect um, and getting others in. And, and in fairness, some of the some of the people who picked it up a couple of years ago or in 2017 for the first time have come on leaps and bounds. And it's great to see uh, great to see them get involved and, and really enjoy picking up the new game and um, becoming you know, part of it as if, as if they were born in West Cork or something like that, you know. <laughs> So you mentioned about the wave there in the um, early part of, of the last decade, around the 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14. Um, what, what do you think, what brought you all out to Vancouver? Well, I suppose there's a, there's a very strong economy here, Austin. Um, you know, people people talk here about the, the recession that they had in 2008, 2010, and you can tell the way they talk about but that it wasn't uh, it was nothing like was experienced in a lot of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the economy has always remained very strong, so that that would be attractive. Um, you know, if you if you've got um, if you've got a third level education, getting a getting a visa here to come here for two years is quite easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if you're getting on okay in, in your job, and that a lot of people have um, have been able to extend visas and get permanent residency. Uh, and, and all that kind of thing. So the, the pathway to immigration here is, you know, it's a lot easier than it would be down in the States or, or in a lot of countries. Um, so that would attract people. And then a lot of people would have a similar story to myself where um, they would have met, met people or come across people who spent time in Vancouver. And mm-hmm. the lifestyle here is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself was in Australia and I came across people who, who talked about Vancouver when it came to making a move for me. Um, Vancouver was top of the list. It was that's where I wanted to go because I'd heard the lifestyle is just absolutely spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think those they, they'd be the three big reasons. And then like uh, like Irish people do, you know, you've two or three guys from a town or from an area go to a place, they get on well. The report yeah. goes back home, and then then their friends say, well, maybe we'll give that a go as well. And you see that happening a lot, like you know, um, people's people's network at home kind of follow them out a bit. So since 2014, has the Irish wave continued then? Oh yeah, big time, big time. Yeah, I uh, I came myself in 2016, right. and every to be honest, every year you've seen a, a significant increase in uh, in the amount of Irish people out. You know, there's a there's a new wave every year. It's it's been constant since right up until I guess the start of this year uh, when things started to go awry, but. And that was for other reasons, obviously. Yeah. yeah, and of course, given that with all the other clubs that have been established, because last week we covered a number of the more recent clubs, um, that's a tremendous uh, resource for all of you guys that you have each other and that the GEA is there as a common bond right across it. Oh, it's huge, Austin, yeah. I mean, my um, my own personal core group of uh, of very close friends, the vast majority of them have come from meeting guys through the GEA. Um, and I think you'll have a lot of guys will have the same same story, you know. We'd, we'd have a lot of guys who, you know, came on two years ago who didn't know anybody when they came up to the first training session. And then the first training session of, of the following year, you'd have 
three or four of that group living together and three or four of another group of lads who came, you know, the year before, 12 months later, they're, they're sharing a house and that's their close network. Right. Um, and we have a lot of senior guys, senior players, you know, who are a little bit older, um, who, who've been around a few more years. They do make a very big effort in fairness in our club to reach out to the younger guys, try and give them advice, try and let them know we're here that, uh, you know, if they need anything, whether it's, you know, job advice or interview advice or, or, or just if, you know, they're struggling to settle in on that, uh, we yeah. do tr- definitely try to create a culture where, where people are at home and they've got someone they can uh, rely on and, and that. And like you said, it is it's hugely, hugely important when you mm-hmm. come to a new place and a new city to have uh, that bit of a support network, you know. Indeed. Um, so you mentioned there about getting out and training. Um, normally, in normal times, you'd have managed, what, two nights a week and then a game at the weekend? Yeah, we'd probably start up around uh, March time, a bit slow. Um, you'd have you'd probably train once a week and have you know uh, we'd have what we call our spring league, uh, and some years we have a summer league as well at the weekend. So you'd, yeah, one training, one one kind of a, a league game at, at the weekend, and then as we get into the summer, you know, around June, you probably ramp up to two nights a week for June, July, August, and our our season would typically finish with the end of our championships, kind of at the end of September. Sorry, at the end of August, start of September. So in the last six months, given what we've all had to go through, uh, where everything came to a grinding halt, um, you're, that did put a stop on everything, but you're starting to come yeah. back out gradually, slowly. We are, yeah, yeah. Um, we to be uh, as soon as we kind of got the opportunity to to meet up with, with with some restrictions, we we were out there. There was our chairman Cole Halferty there, and uh, the guy who's training the team this year, Paddy Hartnett. They were they were the driving force behind getting out there, and their main motivation was not really the football. It was the young guys who might have come out uh, this year or this past year who who didn't get that opportunity to build up a network. Yeah. Um, through the GEA, so they really wanted to facilitate that for those guys. So yeah, as soon as you got the opportunity, we were out there, you know, with restrictions and there was social distancing, and you couldn't play a game. But we could get together and do something, do some few drills, um, and that was great. And the guys responded, and the guys, the guys really enjoyed those training sessions. Um, and now we're able to ramp it up a little bit more, have a couple of training games and stuff as restrictions have eased a bit more. Um, so yeah, it's uh, and you can you can see the, with the attendance at training, it's the it's the younger guys are there consistently and the older guys might have something else on and might yeah. be able to make it down. But the younger guys, that, that was kind of, was the focus of this. Or there the guys are making use of it, which is great. And again, which is what our club is all about, you know. So I know Sean BC um, had a bit of a problem relative to some of the other provinces earlier in the year, early on in COVID. Are, were any of the Irish community that you're involved with or connected with affected by COVID? Yeah. yeah, they were. I mean, we weren't immune to it at all um, uh, in comparison to, to other communities. And unfortunately, I think we're, I suppose our club is lucky. We didn't lose a lot. We definitely lost a few um, guys and ladies who, who did go home for one reason or another, that, that it was the better option for them. And, you know, even one girl just last week said, I think it was last week, she said she, she might go home for a few months. Some of them are hoping to come, come back out again. And we're mm-hmm. Really hopeful that, that that will happen, and you know, hopefully, we'll see him again in early next year or mid next year, whatever it is. But uh, no, we're certainly not immune to it. And again, and you know, sorry, yep. and no, nobody actually caught COVID or nobody got sick. Uh, well, Joe, a few of us, a few of us did suspect we had it, right? Um, but nobody that I know of in our club got really sick for more than you know a day or two. 
Right. Um, so we were, yeah, we were lucky in that respect that there was no serious health issues with us that I'm aware of in our club, which is great. Good. Um, Sean, if anyone wants to find you, you're out there in a variety of places in virtual world. Where can they find you? Oh, they can find us on, if you Google Fraser Valley Gales, we'll be the first results for our website. Uh, we've got a great website there where you can go on and look at um, the, the different things we do and on and off the pitch. Um, we've got a Facebook page, which is very, very responsive if you want to shoot that a message. Um, so that's probably the best way to get in touch with us. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, Or basically, if you talk to any, any of our guys on the street or, or in a bar or whatever it is, uh, and you mentioned that you might be half interested in, in kicking a ball, they'll have you added into the, the team group faster than, you can, uh, faster than you can get away from them. Why, are, so, are they all walking around with wanted Fraser Valley players? No. Asher, we'll, uh, we'll take every, every, everyone we can get, you know. We, um, we, we, want to, we want to build up as much as we can, and uh, the more lads we have, the more crack we have. So. Indeed, indeed. Sean, we've got to wrap it up there. I want to thank you for taking the time. It's been fantastic meeting you and chatting, and uh, hopefully... The, you can get out, <coughs> play a few games, and uh, mix with the, the other clubs before too long. And uh, wishing you guys all the best. Thank you very much, Austin. Good chatting to you.